It was such a gorgeous weekend this weekend. I don't expect that you heard the news because you were probably busy yesterday, but conservative opposition on Sunday held a uh, press conference uh, and Parliament Hill a news conference. And they were with Diabetes Canada uh, and a few other groups to uh, publicly denounce what they see as a clawback of a longstanding disability tax credit for people with diabetes. We're joined now um, by Kimberly Hansen, Director of Federal Affairs at Diabetes Canada. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for being here. So um, can you tell us uh, about what they are trying to claw back? It's a tax credit that um, is available to people with a number of different disabilities, but one of the categories under which people can apply for the credit is for life-sustaining therapy. And so uh, in the past, a number of people with type 1 diabetes who require insulin injections or infusions to live have been able to qualify for this tax credit. And it amounts to about $1,500 on average per year per person. So it can really go a long way to help defraying the up to $15,000 a year in out-of-pocket costs associated with managing the disease and thereby really help make sure people can take the best care of themselves. Just to put it in perspective, how much can it cost to manage the uh, type 1 diabetes on a yearly basis? It it would be well over uh, the out-of-pocket costs, but the out-of-pocket costs can be $15,000 for many people, depending obviously on which province you live in and whether you have supplemental insurance. It's, uh, it's, it's not an inexpensive disease to manage, nor is it an easy one to manage. Right. And how does type 1 diabetes differ from type 2? Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition. Uh, so basically what happens is that uh, somewhere along the line, the patient's immune system gets triggered and starts to see the cells in their pancreas that make insulin as foreign substances, like a virus, and kills them all. And we don't really know what causes that to happen. Uh, It's nothing that the patient can prevent or do anything to influence. Uh, But when it happens, it results in all of those insulin-making cells dying. And then the patient requires insulin injections to live. They They would simply die within a very short period of time without them. So this tax credit is uh, it's 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 of paramount importance to the people that are dealing with type one diabetes in Canada. It very much is. I want to talk about uh, the fact that this started actually this these clawbacks for the people that are being approved for the disability credit uh, tax credit started in May. I'm just wondering why we're just hearing about this now. Well. We started hearing about this issue in May-June timeframe. It started with just a few inquiries and then we started to see a real pattern. I engaged with, uh, you know, management at CRA to try to understand the issue and uh, work on it. We had a good dialogue for a few weeks. We uh, Diabetes Canada provided them with many examples of what we were seeing because the CRA was really telling us we haven't changed our policy, we haven't changed any of our guidelines. So they were surprised to hear me say that we were seeing hmm. 80 to 90 percent of applications from adults with type 1 diabetes being rejected. Are these people and that had previously been approved? In many cases, yes. Wow. Some of them were first-time applicants that Mm -hmm. are being rejected, but in many cases, they were coming up for renewal, and although they had qualified in the past, they are being rejected now. What reason did the CRA give for rejecting? 
uh, they're saying that they they just keep referring to this new language they've developed that says in general um, adults independently managing insulin therapy don't meet the 14-hour-a-week criteria. What that refers to is that to qualify for uh, the disability tax credit under the category of life-sustaining therapy, one of the criteria is you have to show that you're spending on average 14 hours a week or more um, engaged in that therapy. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, not every person with type 1 diabetes needs that much time to manage the disease, but many people do. And even though these patients' doctors are certifying that their patients are actually spending more than 14 hours, the CRA seems, just as of the last six months or so, not to be believing those doctors' or nurses' certifications. And and that's really where our concern lies. The conservative opposition are accusing the liberal government of trying to raise tax revenue on the backs of vulnerable diabetics. How do you look at it? I really don't know what the reason for the change in practice that's been happening lately is. I don't know where the breakdown is happening because it seems as though, you know, we're hearing from management, there's been no change in policy, there's been no change in guidelines, and yet the people sort of working at the coalface are almost uniformly rejecting applications now. So I don't know where that breakdown in the system is occurring. Uh, I don't know why it's occurring. I really just am concerned at this point to get this issue solved and addressed so that uh, our, our constituents, Diabetes Canada's constituents uh, who we represent, can get access to this tax credit that they really, really need in order to preserve their health. How many people could we be talking about here that are uh, affected by this? We don't have good statistics yet on exactly how many people have applied for the disability tax credit uh, that are living with diabetes. But I can tell you that a quarter of a million Canadians have type 1 diabetes. And um, it would be safe to say that north of 100,000 of those would be uh, spending more than 14 hours a week on their care and therefore notionally would be eligible for this tax, tax credit. So at the end of the day, what are you looking for from, from the government? Really what we're looking for is for the CRA to follow its own stated and documented policies, practices, and guidelines and accept the certifications of doctors and nurses who are attesting that their patients are spending more than 14 hours on their care and that they meet the other criteria and accept those certifications and grant those people with type 1 diabetes access to this valuable tax credit. So it's really... Follow your own practices uh, as you're meant to do. And so are you the conservative uh, government, the conservatives, the opposition have gotten involved in in, uh, helping out your cause. Uh, When do you expect to hear back from uh, from the government on this beyond the CRA? Are you I'm guessing you're going to a higher level looking for an answer? I've I've um, been grateful to receive overtures from uh, both the CRA and the minister's office today and we'll be meeting with them hopefully Wednesday to uh, to see how we can resolve this. All right. Well, Kimberly, maybe we'll check in with you on Thursday and see what what went down on Wednesday and see how you're doing. That would be great, Kelly. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Kimberly. This affects a lot of people in our listening audience, and uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate yours. Have a good day. Cheers. You too.